Hello, campers. We are now offering enamel pins with our logo for our $10 tier on Patreon.com. Go to Patreon.com slash SSFC or follow the link in our show notes to represent camp. And now for the show. from Camp Roanoke. This is a podcast where we tell each other true scary stories. Mm-hmm. My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Driscoll. We're best friends. Mm-hmm. We love each other. We do. We physically compliment each other when we're next to each mm-hmm. other. I'm quite tall. She's very, very tall. <laughs> <laughs> Classic comedic duo combination. <laughs> she has very red hair. I have brown hair. Very I'm, brown hair. I'm pink and sweaty. She's very pink. (laughs) I'm pale also, but not pink. So like your classic duality. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like textbook comedic Peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Um, Peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) (laughs) She's Czech. I'm Italian. Mm. Uh, Two countries that have never interacted. No, that's not. There was probably a famous Czech-Italian war in like 1989 oh, that nobody man, that probably. I don't know about, but I'll never somebody know about will it. email me and let me know. <laughs> uh, anyway, and we love ghost stories. We love telling them. We love telling them to each other. Mm-hmm. And so we thought we'd bring that joy to you. So today is this. Okay, so I wanted to share a cool thing that I learned how to do. Okay, so I learned how to make like a. A, a super vintage radio sound on uh, on audacity like on a, the audio editing so i was playing with it and i was i made this like crazy little bit where it sounded like an old new englander talking about a haunted lighthouse like a recording made in like the 50s oh or something God. like really cool stuff so maybe i'll do that to my voice here oh let me say something Famous comedic duo is run out of town yet again as they are led amid a fiery mob against their so-called humor. <laughs> okay, so I'll make that sound like it's from the past. Cool. It's super cool. I really don't know how to work it into our <laughs> general oeuvre yet, but it's just a cool thing that I got really excited about one day, probably I love four it. days ago, and um, I just want to share that with you. Okay, so I'm going to be doing a lot of sharing today. It's a therapy episode. Mm. It is. No, it is a (laughs) listener story episode where I'm going to read. I've been hoarding like scary stories that our listeners have sent in. Ah, I can't remember the last time we had a listener story. They are my favorite. Because I've been hoarding, Morgan. (laughs) They all sit in a pot in my mind. I've got this clay pot that I put the listener stories into that goes in my brain. And every now and then one pops out and I lose my mind a little bit. It's amazing what yeah that's how i that's that's the that's the vibe i get from it all right well i guess we're gonna shove some more (laughs) stories in your clay pot okay subject line is my ish scary story they always downplay themselves i'm like (laughs) live your truth queen um by from mckenna duffy Greetings, Katie and Morgan. Mm. I have a short yet interesting scary ghost parentheses demon question mark story Mm. that comes along with photographic evidence. (gasps) Now, it's not my story. 
Nor is that a picture of me. So take this all with a grain of third-party salt. (laughs) This happened to a college acquaintance I had who sent me this picture after telling me the story. I haven't spoken to her in maybe five years, and it would be quite weird to reach out and ask permission (laughs) to send this in. So in that vein, I'm going to keep any personal details out of the story, just in case the off chance she is a camper. Can you imagine? This girl, let's call her Bianca was home alone doing her homework in her bedroom at a desk that faced away from her door. She was playing on Snapchat, and I don't know if you remember that in old versions of Snapchat, if you have one, occasionally you would go to exit out of the app and your finger placement would accidentally snap a picture as the app was closing. When she explained this, I knew exactly what she was talking about, as it had happened to me a few times. So she realized this had happened and opened the app back up to delete the picture. As she did, she noticed something in the doorway that I can only describe as what looks like the girl from the grudge. <gasps> in my opinion, that is a MFing demon. <laughs> she was instantly paralyzed with fear. Now, this isn't her first brush with the paranormal. She had had other experiences and her family's and her friend's family growing up was quite shall i say spiritual if you know what i mean i don't <laughs> she had been told by her friend that if she ever came face to face with a demon close to to close her eyes and yell go away parentheses seems pretty simple to me but hey anything in the moment i guess close parentheses mm-hmm. bianca was sitting on a swivel chair so she just spun in circles yelling go away <laughs> until her parents got home <laughs> she told them that she thought she heard someone in the house and had them check everywhere but never told them what had happened <gasps> or showed them the picture oh which oh i want to jump go ahead <laughs> Which I think is just absolutely asinine, but to each their own. If that had been me, I would have been standing in the front yard with a suitcase packed, nailing a for sale sign in the dirt by the time my parents got home. I believe her parents still live in that house to this day. She was on the verge of tears when she told me the story. And with her along with other people, I have shown the picture to... Wait. And with her, along with other people I've shown the picture to, I've combed over all the possibilities of what that thing in the doorway could be. Bianca told me there is no artwork there. There is nothing hanging in the door. Nothing that would logically create something that looks like that. So, what do you guys think? I feel like I can clearly see an eyeball or eye socket, <gasps> lol, and black hair. Would love to hear your thoughts, comments, concerns. I know a picture is a kind of difficult thing with a podcast, but I figure you can describe it to the campers. Thank you both for taking the time to put together this podcast each week. It is easily the highlight of my work week. Your camper, McKenna. I've got a lot of concerns. (laughs) Can you send me the picture? Yeah, I don't see why not. (laughs) I can. Here, let me, um, yeah, let me, let me do it right now. Um, I, I've just received the photo. Uh, it, (laughs) it almost looks like, um, Shelley Duvall in The Shining is peeking around the doorway. It's like a very pale lady. There's black straight hair. I see some potential bangs. Um, that's a person. What do you think? 
so horrific. So the image itself, it looks like a close-up, unintentional photo of, like, a college girl. And she's facing away from her door behind her. And in the tie- in the space above her shoulder where the door frame is, there's just, like, probably about a fourth of what looks like a face mm-hmm. that just, like, is at an angle facing towards her. Um, and it looks like black hair and an eye socket or bangs. And the face color is the same as the wall behind it, which is white. Yeah. It's very upsetting. It feels like it's also it's such like a low quality fucking like Snapchat photo that it doesn't seem like it would be like edited. Yeah, (laughs) you know, like it. it, It's wild. It's completely wild. I love it. I I'm scared. Yeah, it's a scary fucking photo. (laughs) I I guess now I understand just spinning and yelling. Go away! Go away! You can't leave. It's in the door. Yep. Ugh. Thanks, McKenna. That's that's really assaulting to my nerves. All right. Let's have another story <laughs> that will perhaps calm you down. How about that? This is from Nicole. I wanted to start off by saying I love the podcast. It makes my days at work go by much faster. And for that, I say thank you. I apologize in advance for the lengthy story. My story isn't so much a scary story as it is a comforting one, in my opinion. In December of 2013, my stepfather unexpectedly passed away. I did not mean to laugh there. I laughed because I just thought, how funny would it be if because she said it isn't a score it isn't as much a scary story as it is a comforting one and it would just be hilarious if she just just wrote like a comforting story that had nothing to do with paranormal anything and it just i just that thought just occurred to me and then i read the words my stepfather unexpectedly passed away very very sad and awful timing that's the last time i'm gonna interject he was cremated and my mom has his urn in her bedroom this will become an important important later in the story Mm -hmm. the night after he passed away he passed away in the bedroom Mm -hmm. i slept in the living room with my mom as she couldn't bear to sleep alone she woke me up in a panic asking if i had seen what she had i said no and asked what she was talking about she told me she woke up and was looking into the kitchen and swore up and down that she'd seen my stepfather standing in the kitchen (gasps) when she said his name he turned around smiled at her and was gone I wasn't sure what to think of it, as it had only been less than 24 hours since his passing. In the two years that followed his passing, both of us would have small experiences that made us think he was lingering around with us. He was a smoker, and we would find cigarette butts in various places outside well after he had passed away. (laughs) They would be the same brand of cheap cigars that he smoked. Occasionally, one of us would smell the scent of those cigars, and neither of us are smokers. This would happen when one of us would be having an especially an especially hard time dealing with his death, or if we were just struggling with anything in life. It came to feel like he was always around, trying to comfort us during our struggles. In the summer of 2015, we finally moved from the house that he had passed away in. All the activities that we had gotten used to seemed to stop until the spring of 2018. My mom had one of her knees replaced and was having a difficult time recovering from surgery. She was on some pretty strong painkillers at the time and had quit them cold turkey, not realizing she had to wean off of them. This is the story that she told me after she felt she was back to being herself. 
She felt like she was hallucinating from stopping the painkiller so suddenly. She was having wild, vivid, insane dreams. In the middle of all this madness, my stepfather appeared to her, took her hand, told her that everything would be okay, it would be over soon, and that he would love her until the end of time. (laughs) Shortly after he appeared, she felt she was coming out of what she felt like was was a hallucination. She swears up and down she felt his hand in hers and that he helped her through what was a very difficult time. They love each other so much. I believe with all my heart that this was my stepfather and not just a hallucination. We haven't had any experiences since then, and I hope that he decided it was time to move on into the afterlife. He was a great person, and knowing he was around at times is a great comfort to both of us. Thank you for taking the time to read my story, and I look forward to hearing more spooky stories. With so much love, Nicole. 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 I was just thinking about my boyfriend and how much I love him and how I know he would do the same thing. And then I just got emotional and it was just beautiful. Oh, there's no tears in ghost story time. No tears. That was beautiful. From Leslie Anderson. Hello, ladies. First, I just wanted to say that I'm a huge fan of the podcast and you two rock my socks. Mm. What? Also, I damn near pee myself from laughing every time I listen in. So thank you. I am a huge fan of anything paranormal. Not so much of ghost adventures because they don't honor a lot of history that happens at certain locations. Uh, I find myself very lucky to be able to work in my degree field of history, working at the old Idaho penitentiary, giving tours on the weekend. Anyway, here's a bit of history about the old pen. We opened up our doors in 1872 and closed them in 1973, mostly because of the large-scale riot that happened that same year. We saw over 13,000 inmates during our 101 years with 500 escape attempts, and 90 of those were considered a success. Along with the residual energy that still lingers in the prison, there's also a lot of very creepy and spooky elements that always make themselves known to guests and my coworkers. Here are a few examples of those spooky elements. In Five House, also known as Maximum Maximum Security... There was an inmate residing on death row named Hippie Joe. Hell yeah. He was placed on death row because he reported having mental health issues and couldn't live with the rest of the prison population. The prison had no choice but to put him there for his safety. One day, Hmm. as a guard was checking in on the death row inmates, he found Hippie Joe dead, hanging by his overalls that he wrapped around his neck and secured to the bars in the back of his cell about nine feet up. As they cut him down, a large, scary groan escaped Joe's lungs and out of his mouth. I was in the middle of telling Joe's story when my entire group heard a scary groan come from death row. We were the only folks in there. Woo! Another time, my dad's sister, brother-in-law, niece, and nephew came and joined a tour of mine. My dad was standing with his back towards Hippie Joe's cell. That's such a name. Mm. And felt a hand with all five fingers run up his calf. Oh. My dad is no longer a skeptic and (laughs) since turned, has since to return to the prison. Hell yeah, Happy Joe. Never returned. 
We've had many other suicides at the prison, but one inmate in particular slit his own throat just days before his release. People say they hear choking and gurgling from inside two house, like someone is choking on their own blood. I heard a noise in four house one day, and after we closed, I decided to investigate. I went up to every floor, checking for kids, adults, and animals to make sure that we weren't going to lock them in. On the third floor, I could hear the rustling of clothes and cell doors opening and closing. (laughs) I could hear talking down the cell block, so I called out, We are locking up four house. If you're stuck inside after I do so, you will need to call the Boise Police Department, and I hope you have the $600 to pay the trespassing fees. (gasps) Oh, so saucy. Badass. Silence. The rustling and talking stopped, and it got too quiet. Next thing I know, I hear footsteps quickly walking towards me. I hauled ass out of there. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I have so many more stories if you'd like me to share. I am now off work and I'm ready to get home to my beautiful girlfriend and go to bed. Thank you for reading this and for being so amazing. You truly brighten my day, Leslie. We love you, Leslie. That's insane. I love the idea. So I am a ghost tour guide. That's something I do, but... I'm out in New York. You know, we don't go inside the buildings. And it would be so cool to be able to actually be in them with yeah. people. And then if we hear like a bang or a knock or something. That'd be crazy. And to, to be, be like able a to react to it. Of a, one location. Subject line is just listener stories. This is from Tiffany Curlis. My BFF, Carrie, and I are ghost junkies. We love haunted attractions, ghost stories, etc. Can't relate. Uh, Summer of 2019, we took a road trip to the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. This is the former prison where the movie Shawshank Redemption was filmed. Cool! I should add in here, I'm pretty skeptical, and Carrie is very open. So we usually have varied experiences at places like this. The penultimate experience of the night is called the chair room. Apparently, they don't know much about the room or what it was used for previously. You are led into this small windowless room, the only room in the prison without windows, that's octagonal in shape. It's empty except for a chair in the middle of the room. They tell you a bit about the room, ask for a volunteer to sit in the chair, then shut the lights off for about a minute. The guides continue to talk during this time. The lights are turned back on and another volunteer is sought to do this again. The entity supposedly doesn't like the chair to be moved from its usual spot and will push, scratch, or otherwise vex the occupant of the chair. There is a famous ghost hunter who was apparently scratched in this room while provoking the presence. And you can find that video online by Googling Ohio State Reformatory Chair Room. I cannot describe the inky velvet darkness that surrounds you in this place. You just did, effectively. It's unlike the darkness in a room where any ambient light can filter in. You literally cannot see your hand in front of your face. I know, because during the first lights out, I waved my hand in front of my face (laughs) and ended up smacking the person next to me. Yeah, you did. derp. (laughs) Whoa. All right, Tiffany. Very online of you. Shortly after the lights went out the second time... I was staring off into the middle distance, trying to discern any visible object, when my attention was caught by something incredible. 
There were small green stars cascading down directly in front of me, about 10 feet off the floor. They were moving almost in slow motion, like those fireworks you see that tumble and fizz down from a larger explosion. They were bright, glow-in-the-dark green. Carrie, standing next to me, audibly caught her breath and grabbed my arm and whispered, Do you see that? (gasps) I whispered back, Oh my god, can you see those stars too? And she said, Yes. She held onto my arm the entire rest of the time, and we both just stared at this amazing sight. After about 20 seconds, the lights came back on and the stars were gone. No one else in the entire place gave any indication that they had seen this. Carrie and I were standing still, just staring at each other, trying to comprehend what we'd just seen. But everyone else was starting to shuffle out the door. (sighs) Whoa! (sighs) It was finally just us and the back tour guide. So we moved along and barely spoke until the end of the tour. We've compl- we've talked about this many times in the ensuing months, and neither of us can come up with any reasonable explanation. The room was small, completely empty, and had no source of ambient light. Other than the single bulb in the center of the room, there were no other electronics. If the stars had been some kind of projection from a phone or other device, there would have been light from that device as well. But the guides also asked us specifically to turn off phones before we entered the room. It's one of the few things in my life that I cannot explain. I feel lucky to have experienced it. Tiffany from Peoria. Damn, Tiffany? What? I was just listening to a Ghost Story Guys episode, I think the most recent one, and they were talking about people had written in seeing crazy green lights. And really? yes, and talking about like, is that like a paranormal, like a consistent, weird paranormal thing to just see green lights in places? And it's so wild. And then just today I get this email about seeing green lights. Whoa. I was going to so say, it, I've never heard that before. <laughs> well, apparently it's a thing. So if other people have ever had this experience, please email in and we'll uh, let I Tiffany know it. she's in good company. Yeah. I want to research this. I want to know more about this. That must have been magical. I mean, I would have thought that I was like, that my eyes were just playing weird Mm -hmm. tricks on me. Like when you close your eyes and you kind of like press on them, like crazy fun things happen. It's just a fun thing to do when you're bored. Um, (laughs) And uh, so I I think I just would have assumed it was that. But like I just would have kept blinking like crazy because you're in complete darkness. Yeah. But the fact that her friends thought, what the fuck? That's insane. And no one else? Weird. No one else. Very weird. All right. This is a listener story from your friend, Jacob. My but friend, I, Jacob? You're from Jacob. <gasps> Jacob! I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Guinan. Guinan. Okay. Jacob Guinan. Hi, Jacob. Hi, Katie. <laughs> Not Morgan. <laughs> I saw you ask on the Facebook group for listener stories, so I thought I would share my own little spooky tale. It is short, but kind of spooky, so if you're scraping the bottom of the barrel for stories, maybe it'll help you out. Well, clearly I was, because you made the cut. (laughs) I'm kidding. It's a wonderful story. It happened when I was living in... Oh, and he says, also, Morgan and I are friends and have already told her the story, but with how bad her memory is, it'll probably be like both of you are hearing it for the first time. (laughs) He's right. (laughs) Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Morgan, you've been to the place that he's describing, so you can give us some insight. Mm. 
It happened when I was living in Billings, Montana, serving in AmeriCorps, which is like the Peace Corps, but we served in the sad parts of America, not mm. abroad. <laughs> You've been read, Billings, Montana. Um, I was living on a bare-bones stipend and could only afford a basement apartment in an old house. The house was situated about 100 yards away from the rims, which are rim rock cliffs that run through the town. Do you know... What? He's talking about what this looks like? No. They're rock cliffs. There you go. Rock cliffs. He said it. (laughs) He got it. Okay. I was coming home from work about a month or two after I moved in. To get to my basement apartment, I had to enter through the garage and go down a dark staircase with no lights in it. So basically, I couldn't see anything until I opened the door to my apartment and the motion light turned on. I was As I was walking down the stairs, it felt like I had full-on walked into a short person who was standing on the stairs. Remember, the stairs were pitch black and I couldn't see anything. Super black. At first, I thought it was just the upstairs neighbor's daughter I had run into since she played on the stairs from time to time. I immediately apologized and opened the door to trigger the motion light, but there was no one there. I stood there in disbelief for a moment because I had felt the very real sensation of running into another human being. And my little brain could not process (laughs) that there was no one there. Eventually, I just moved on and said, (laughs) that was weird because nothing spooky had happened in that apartment before. Later that night, when I went to bed, I had my first and so far only experience with sleep paralysis. I woke up could see my room, but I could not move. In the corner of my room, I saw a short woman standing there. She looked all white, with white clothes, pale skin, and dark hair. Other than that, the only way I can describe her is that she looked dead. In my mostly asleep, panicked state, for some reason all my brain could think was, oh god, she's pissed off I ran into her. (laughs) And so I started to try and scream. Not for help, but I just started screaming, I'm sorry, over and over. (laughs) At first, I could just get out a mumble, but as I struggled out of the paralysis, I screamed louder and louder, I'm sorry. And when I was fully out of the weird paralysis state and screaming apologies at the top of my lungs, she was gone. I think the holiness of my Catholic guilt and constant need yeah! to apologize must have driven her from my home because I never saw her again. Yeah, she was like, Ugh, too much labor with this one. Uh, I later found out that around that time, a local high school girl had committed suicide by jumping off the rims just a few hundred yards from my home. Oh. Apparently, it is actually a popular spot to end one's life in Billings, akin to a redneck version of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. I also heard that the local homeless population takes refuge in the caves in the Rim Rocks and will sometimes freeze to death during the cold winter months. After learning how much death there is around the neighborhood, I am not surprised a ghost stopped in to say hello. Anyway, that's my little listener tale. Thanks so much for the laughs and the spooks. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember we have conversations where we tell ghost stories, and it blows my mind because I really rem- like to remember ghost stories, but didn't remember that. That's fucking nuts. <sighs> Number one, I love that he refers to himself as having a little brain, because I do that all the time. I'm like, my little brain could not understand. <laughs> so love that. Number two... How ghastly. Oh. Just the whole situation. Let me set the scene for you real quick. Because 
he's underplaying how spooky this basement is. How is that possible? He said you had to get in through a garage that was literally like necessarily pitch black until you reach the bottom. It's pitch black. You open a door and then there's the upstairs where they are. And it's like the black entrance hallway and the downstairs where he is. And it's even blacker down the stairs. And then you have to go open the door. It's pitch black in the... Ugh, it's, it's very scary. I don't like dark stairs. Nobody does. They don't yield good things. Mm-mm. Typically, they don't. Mm-mm. No basements from here on out, guys. No. Um, but also, like, there's such a specific experience of having just something just 100% absurd happen to you, mm-hmm. such as walking downstairs, bumping into someone and be like, oh, shit, sorry, and then turning a light on and just be like, no one there. You're just like, what? I d- what the fuck am i supposed to do with this like the few times when i have had what i think have been just like gentle paranormal experiences or maybe just like crazy i just whatever like something happening Mm -hmm. it has been like that where i'll be like standing in a bar talking to people hanging out and then i'll feel someone like pat me on the shoulder and then i turn around and there's just no one behind me and i'm just like what what am i supposed to do with this what am i feeling can you hallucinate a physical feeling like but it's like you're not even primed for something paranormal to happen you're just Mm -hmm. living your life and then reacting in kind and then when there's just like no evidence for what you were feeling it's just like it completely like bends your brain it's crazy it's insane i also want to add that jacob and i lived in a haunted home together at one point yes you did (laughs) we did that stressed me out a lot. Ooh. I ran out of that house once. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was, um, I came home from work. I don't remember, because there was a semester when Roger and Jacob had moved out. They graduated early. and It was just me in the house and my friend Anna would come over all the time. And I can't remember if they had been gone at that point. I think they had. And I came home from work and I had these really, really clunky, clear work boots because PetSmart's, the, the the stuff is all messy. And I was taking him off, walking down the stairs, and then I heard, like, banging or footsteps in the hall, like, towards the back rooms, and I ran out. Oh, Anna was coming by my house to sage it that day. She was going to meet me, and I ran out of the house and waited for her on the doorstep. Oh, my God. I remember that shit was insane. You- oh, it was like every time, and you recorded this podcast in that, in that house, house, which, which like, pissed it off. I don't think it did any good, right? <laughs> and I felt so weird about it because whenever we would hang out, you would always have some horrible news story to tell me, yeah. but you were always so fucking nonchalant about it. And, and you can't hype it up in the house. No, you can't. <laughs> but I remember, I think you had a story right when you moved in, something happened. Like, people were helping you move in, or maybe you were moving out, but something was Stuff boxes. went missing, yeah. And then you the- left and came back, and something was very different. Yeah, Roger's dad was putting together a futon, and he had laid everything out, because he's like a, a math computer science kind of guy, so he had laid everything out perfectly before he had started. And then he left the room to talk with us and came back and there was just like one specific thing missing Mm -hmm. 
And no one had been in there. I don't even think Hank, our cat, had been in there to mess with stuff at that point. And then he came back and it was there. I had a shoe, one single shoe that was gone for months. And then I found it one day in a closet. And I keep a tidy ship. I know where all my shit is. I found a pair of really old shoelaces in my closet that weren't mine. I've had a lot of stuff. I once was peeing... And the window just shot open. <gasps> oh my god, I remember that. I don't remember if I even said... I have said I said one time, I think I was a little drunk, and I was like, make a noise if you're here, and I heard knocking. <gasps> <laughs> like, there's been so much stuff. And Jacob, he had, like, friends over, and Roger and I were gone, and him and his people were in the living room, and they heard people walking in the back rooms, and they asked if his roommates were home, because... It was like that audible of noise. But we were not home. <laughs> I, that is it doesn't so, feel real. It doesn't feel real because I mm-hmm. haven't thought about this in years, literally. Me either. You mm-hmm. haven't thought about it in years? I try not to. It's just stressful. If I, I mean, think about it, I think about going back to that house and what it would be like. Well, probably college students are living there now. Probably. God. And I think, didn't you, I remember when you're, I remember you texted me when the window shot opened. Oh. And you were like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? And yeah. then I remember Googling, I remember being like, reasons that a window might open on its own. Like, I remember Googling, like, re- environmental reasons why that mm-hmm. might happen so that I could tell you something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so that you wouldn't just <laughs> run out of your house. Um, yeah. And I, I think I remember being like, well, there's just no way. I mean, that's just so casual for you to just be going to the bathroom and then just a window to shoot open. But mm-hmm. there was no, I, yeah. I don't think there was a reason that you found. And it's very that, that windy, it. so I can see it cracking. I had seen it crack before, but that was a very slow open. And this was a shoot up very fast. And I don't know how that happened. Oh, my God. That just makes my legs go cold. That is so astonishing. And I think you, rem- I think you saged. At one I saged, you saged. Um, I saged, and then I thought about saging a second time because it helped for a little bit, but then it did not help. Right. And I had, I remember me and Jacob talking about our sleep paralysis experiences, but I don't remember his story for some reason. But I did have sleep paralysis my one and only time in that house, and I saw like a very long, armed and legged all white being. Uh huh. And it, like, came in the door and just stared at me. And luckily, Roger was in town at that point. I remember you texting me about this. Mm. Uh, uh, There's got to be... I think there is a... I know that sleep paralysis is a physical, Mm -hmm. like, can scientifically documented experience that happens. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there are memes about sleep paralysis demons. Like, you know, like... The hag. Like, I remember I read a, a a book where that came up when I was very young. And so I learned about that sort of occurrence very early. Mm-hmm. However, there does seem to be a shocking amount of times where sleep paralysis, someone's first and only sleep paralysis experience, or the, the onset of sleep paralysis begins in a haunted place. Mm-hmm. It seems like there is some kind of connection there between... A haunted location and sleep paralysis. I don't know what it is. 
but there seems like there's something there. And a lot of people say they will have experiences of something pressing on their chest and not being able to move when they wake up, but then being released from it and being able to Mm -hmm. like move after whatever is on them releases them. I don't know. I've never experienced it. I frankly hope I never do. I hope you never do. But. That's horrible. Wow. I can't believe we, we really haven't talked about this. In a uh, while. So new listeners. moved out. Yeah. Um, find the episodes i mean it's probably scattered in, in the early earliest in early, the earliest early. episodes this will be where you will be recording from and we will probably be making like glib little comments about like well so anything paranormal happened to you today mm-hmm. because be like, we tried yes. to be like yeah we tried to be as lighthearted as possible i remember you sent me you sent me uh photo you sent me pictures of shit all the time being like found this under my shoe what is this mm-hmm like <laughs> oh, it was fuck. wild that was some real deal shit yeah people what? didn't want to stay a long time a lot of the time because they your house felt when weird yeah like anna would always come over and hang out with me and then when it would get late she would feel weird and so she'd be like i'm going <laughs> i know it's haunted i'm out how did you deal with it it wasn't all the time I remember it was easy at the beginning it wasn't it was not all the time and it wasn't menacing i was scared by the presence but i didn't feel intimidated and i played it off i feel like i named it ernesto and it was a fun little thing that was happening it was scary it was scary but you didn't feel that it was like trying to do you harm no i felt i think maybe the night that it I had sleep paralysis, I saw the thing, and then I also heard doors opening and closing, which Roger didn't hear. And I think maybe it was trying to... I felt kind of protected, maybe, because Roger had come home and there hadn't been a male in the house in so long, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just watching out for me. I didn't feel like something was coming for me. But definitely trying to get my attention. And then I was talking about haunted stuff and talking about the house. And it was like, oh, so you know, please listen to me. Mm. And what's like really, really, I think, notable and interesting is the like one missing piece from the futon and then putting it back. It's just like, I know it's so it like makes my whole body go cold to know that like a, a being was watching Roger's dad and being like, this guy is really methodical and will notice if I mm-hmm. move a single piece. It was and intentional. Then, yeah. And then put it back. So like, it was nice that he put it back or that yeah. they put it back. Uh, <laughs> but like that they had that level of like observational mm-hmm. capability. Uh, and they didn't mess- uh, Roger never had any experience that he mentioned because he's not going to give it stock. He's like, it wasn't haunted. Bah, bah, bah. Right. Just Sometimes to not it feels like you up. can just like shield yourself with so much skepticism that mm-hmm. things almost just like can't even happen to you. Oh, and I don't think anything really happened to him. So right. it worked a little bit. He right. also didn't want to hype me up, make me feel even more nervous. So right. that was good. Wow, you're hearing it live here, not yeah. live, but here live first, folks. You're yeah. hearing Morgan's fucking ghost stories. Like, this is yeah. true, like, it's listener a- episodes right here. 
That's crazy. Morgan's a listener, kind of. I'm a listener. I mean, she I've makes listened it. before. <laughs> she listens to me. <laughs> this is a Katie listener episode. If you've listened Hell to Katie, yeah. you can tell your ghost story. Oh my god, Morgan, that just like, uh, uh, like, mm-hmm. like everything that is wild about ghost stories is being reiterated to me right now as we're having this conversation i have one more (laughs) yes and this this didn't happen in my house so before that house i live in some apartments and roger lives in his own apartment with three guy roommates and roger is morgan's fiance if Mm -hmm. you do not know this we're learning things today um and jacob was my roommate in that house and before Jacob that, is we the were, man who just sent in just, this listener he had story. a horrifying is... story. Wow. Um, we always hung out with Jacob in Roger's apartment. So we would go in Roger's room and watch TV and hang out and stuff. And we were hanging out. And then we were heading out to go somewhere. And Jacob had to use the restroom on his way out, which is in Roger's bedroom attached. So it's... Roger had the handicap accessible room. So he had a longer hallway. And then it was his bedroom on the left and then a door in his bathroom on the right and we had left a door the bedroom in his bedroom to, to the, bathroom? the bathroom yeah oh, i hate it when you're at someone's college apartment and you're like can i use the bathroom and they're like sure it's in my bedroom yeah i hated using someone's personal ass bathroom oh, I don't like it. <laughs> so awful they did not have a public bathroom in that apartment like no. for it was everyone had their own bathroom that was it Right. Ugh. So we had left, me and Roger had left the room, closed the door, and we were talking with Roger's roommates who had walked up to us. Jacob was in the restroom and we were like, oh, we're real funny. We're going to prank Jacob. So we opened the door, turned off the light, closed the door again, and Roger held the doorknob. So Jacob would have to walk through the darkness, through the hallway to get out. And Jacob would have gone, ah! and whatever. And oh my God, you guys are mean as hell. <laughs> It was funny in our heads, so, but we ended up getting played. So Roger was holding the door, and we saw the doorknob move, and Roger was like, that's Jacob. And so he waited for it to stop. He just it moved for a little bit, and then he opened the door, and absolutely no one was there. And then <gasps> Jacob opened the bathroom door and got out. And it's a shitty apartment. We would have heard footsteps. We heard no footsteps. Uh. <laughs> and that Well, that did happen to Roger, so there you go, Roger. How could, but Roger, when he was holding it, he was like, he's moving it. Yeah. Like, that's him. You could see the knob move. Oh my God. Yeah. He was like, that's Jacob. And it was not Jacob. (laughs) That's like, once again, such a show of personality to be like, oh, they're going to fuck with this guy. I'm going to fuck with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to scare the... If they want to scare the hell out of this guy, I'm going to scare the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he, nothing else paranormal nothing ever else. happened at the place. So what... That makes me think of... Maybe this is nuts. Don't but it makes me think that is it, it may have been a spirit associated with Jacob. It may have been... <gasps> he it always may, said it was me. Yeah. <laughs> Get played, Jacob. <laughs> I mean, I'm not maybe. a negative anything, but like the what I can think of, like who, if it, maybe, I mean, if there was like some kind of prankster spirit around, like that, it's very pro- potential mm-hmm. that he could have just done that. But that spirit for also to just lay low forever, 
after yeah. that like it may have been someone associated with jacob who was just around Maybe. watching over him and then you guys were trying to prank and he was like or they yeah. were like yeah. you know what jinka 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 like <laughs> like let me just see if i can like i don't know like that's my theory it could that. be totally wrong i oh, also think both of these places are very uh a lot of people have lived in them apartment yes. complex rental home yeah in a college town hell a yeah college people are town. in There's and out of there of, zipping yeah. in and out of there like a hotel yeah so there might be a lot of residual something happening You're i hope right. it's not jacob i didn't mean a negative no entity. i know <laughs> i meant someone like watching over him and it, oh yeah well then why they mess with me so much in the house when he left no Rude. i didn't <laughs> you're misunderstanding me <laughs> sorry I think that the, I don't think that what was happening in your house. Oh, they're separate. I was thinking of them as separate. I see. I see. Situations. Oh, I like that. I mean, it could totally not be though. It and also, be. if it's not you, clearly because you have moved and you have not felt that similar situation. Yeah. So obviously, that's not it. Woo! I was saying just that one instance that could in that be, one house because it was very, like. Don't mess with him. I'll mess with yeah. you. So I like who that. knows? That's my comforting I like theory. It. See what you uh, Thanks for the story, Jacob. Thanks for spurring this conversation. Yeah, this spurred an incredible conversation. Yeah. Um we're already like coming up on an hour, so I'm not gonna push it, but uh I will begin hoarding for Hell the yeah. next. This was super fun. This is awesome. Um I loved it so, so much. Mm. If you want to be as cool as these people and you want to contribute, because the more emails I get, the more episodes like this we will have. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the sooner you fill up that inbox, the sooner we can do more of these if you like them. Mm. Um, and a several people, <laughs> and a several people <laughs> have, uh, have emailed me being like, Oh, I also have a million other stories if you want them. And so I it's like, them. yeah, send them in. <laughs> yes. Every single one. <laughs> Um, so please send them to letters to camp at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's to me and I will read them and, and, uh, and hopefully they will make the big time. Yay. Um, yay. If you enjoyed this, I super did. I'm mm-hmm. going to review us. I think we did a great <laughs> job. Uh, give us a five star rating and a review and, and talk about it because it helps other people find us mm-hmm. and connect us to the other and more stories know, ghosty community and then more people will send in stories and it's mm-hmm. just like a wonderful you know circle of spook mm-hmm. um, and we have a Patreon of course which you know about and we have a Facebook, Facebook group yeah. called the Mess Hall. Go to type in uh, Camp Roanoke Mess Hall mm-hmm. in Facebook. You'll find us. You'll have to answer a question about your favorite episode or just stuff you like about the podcast, and we will let you in. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was what Jacob was referring to when I asked for a – I asked our Mess Hollians, <laughs> uh, also known as campers, for uh, for stories, and they totally delivered. Yes. So I think I've given you all the information oh you have. This has ended uh, by give, making me very uh, a nervous. Bounty. A fearful <laughs> bounty that has left me uneasy uh, like a real pirate would be because I just want to bury this as soon as possible uh, and uh, leave the Same. island. <laughs> okay, great. Let's go ahead and bury it. Um, 
But the rest of y'all, I mean, hopefully we won't have a spooky night. Filled with restless dreams. Of a haunted sleep paralysis demon oh. things. Just kidding. Only, only Juan from Passion de Gavilanes, the telenovela I will be watching with my lover right after this. <laughs> All right, guys. You know the drill. Bye-bye. Bye.